Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Jamie Weidel, travel agent and owner of Pineapple Escapes. Joining us this week is Selena Coker, one of our very own Pineapple Escapes agents. Selena and I will be discussing winter travel ideas for those who love cold weather and for those who love to escape the cold. So Selena came on board with our agency not that long ago. It's been what, almost a year? Just over a year? Yeah, just over a year in August. In August. Okay. So just over a year. And the funny thing about Selena is actually how she came to Pineapple Escapes. So she actually reached out about a Disney trip for her family. But she and I had graduated together way back in the dark ages of 1999. <laughs> oh. We knew each other. We had some classes together, but we didn't really run in the same social circles in high school. And so I knew who she was and I knew her sister-in-law as well. And so when she reached out about a Disney trip and we were talking, she said, you know, I've always kind of wanted to do this. And so basically with Selena, she has been an asset to our team. And Selena, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be a part of this podcast. I think it's really such a great way to inform travelers and our followers about so many travel-related things that people don't even think about. I grew up in the military. My family moved a lot when I was growing up. We probably moved every three to four years. I have lived all over the U.S., from Tacoma, Washington, Clovis, New Mexico, to Asheville, North Carolina, and so many other places in between. When I was young, probably ages five to eight, my family lived in Frankfurt, Germany. I remember going to these huge, gorgeous castles. It was so old world and different from what I had seen in America. We visited so many countries while we were living there, like Switzerland, France, and Italy. We even got to see the Berlin Wall shortly before it was torn down. My mother still has pieces of it, and I'm hoping she passes them down to me. Being able to have these experiences as a child truly broadened my worldview and instilled this wonderlust in me. I am also very, very thankful to have a husband that really enjoys traveling as well. And we have been able to go to a lot of places together. And truly, this is where the idea of becoming a travel agent began for me. I wanted a flexible job that allowed me to be home while my kids were young, and that would enable and encourage us to share these experiences with them. Traveling with kids is definitely a game changer, but not something to be scared of or put off by. Our daughter, who just turned five, had her passport at one year old. She's already been to seven different countries. And our son, who's 18 months old, would have had his passport this year as well if COVID hadn't decided to sponsor 2020. (laughs) (laughs) I met my husband when I was a junior in high school. He was a freshman in college. He recently reminded me that we started dating on December 23rd, 1997. (laughs) We have been together for over half of our lives and married for 16 years now. We definitely waited until we were a bit older to have kids. I just 
day that we were too busy traveling. I like that. And I think I know Josh too, your husband, and he was actually friends with one of the guys that I dated in high school, strangely enough. But it wasn't until after Josh graduated that you guys got together officially. So, but it's awesome to have you and to have all of your travel background and history here with us and to help us as we move forward with the agency and all of the exciting stuff with our podcast as well. I wanted to jump into our slice of life segment here. You were with us on our recent training at Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about this training. So it was so awesome for all of us to be together in person because we're spread out all over the country. And so even though I know you, you don't live anywhere near me now. So it was so nice for all of us to get together and be together. But I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite part of our training? Oh my gosh. Well, First of all, meeting everyone was definitely a highlight. It just solidified that we are a team. Each agent is technically their own business owner within the Pineapple Escapes Agency. But what people may not realize with us all living so far apart and not having a water cooler to chat around during the day like a brick and mortar that we communicate every day. We support and assist each other every day. It was so great to see that everyone is as genuinely wonderful in person too. Each of us has our own strengths through personal experience and it's great to build off of each other and use everyone's unique expertise. No, I completely agree. And I think that's one thing as I've brought people onto our team is I've really thought about who I want on our team going forward and who can all work together. And I think that that is one of the best parts of our team is we are all very uplifting and encouraging and supportive of each other. And absolutely, it definitely makes my heart happy. That's for sure. (laughs) Yes. Well, and another, uh, you asked me what my favorite part was beyond getting to meet everyone. My favorite part of visiting Disney and Universal is just being in that environment. I think it's, it's honestly, it's, it's tossed up between being there and just taking in all the details and theming in each of the parks, but also the food. <laughs> the food <laughs> is fantastic. So I have to say that is definitely a perk. Yes. I think my favorite meal of our trip was at the wave um, when we all Mine ate. Mine too. There. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. I think we definitely need to add that to our Disney booklet that we send out to our clients because it was amazing. That was definitely my favorite. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, I walked out of there like, yes, that is what <laughs> I needed. Yeah, that was exactly what we needed for sure. So from our training, what did you find that you could take back to your clients? Well, I felt like it was really good to have a refresher of the parks. They are always changing things and creating new experiences. So even if you are fortunate to visit either Walt Disney World or Universal often, they are always adding new exciting attractions. So it's great as an agent to go there and see it for myself to be able to share that with the clients. I also really appreciated the detailed site inspections that the reps at Universal gave us of the resorts. I really feel more confident in quoting these properties to clients because I have a better understanding of what each hotel can offer to my clients. Each person or family has individual preferences, and I'm certain I can help them pick the best property to suit them. I also think the VIP tour was an excellent experience, not just because I got to be a VIP for a day, but because I can tell my clients from a personal perspective 
what to expect if they book a VIP tour. And then lastly, I was really happy to visit these parks and witness firsthand how the COVID-19 health and safety protocols have been implemented, what visitors should expect when they go to the parks, and to be able to relay my own opinion on the precautions that I experienced. And today is exactly 14 days from when we returned from visiting the parks, and I've been symptom-free, thank goodness. Yeah. And actually, all of our agents have been and we all tested before we went. And I think it just shows that they really are doing such a great job with the protocols there. Exactly. Which makes it a lot easier for me to feel comfortable selling it during these times. In many cases, it felt like it was just as safe as going to the grocery store. I couldn't agree more. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your journey to become an agent and why you wanted to become one? Well, I always thought it would be an interesting job. My mom actually worked for an agency a long time ago, not as an agent, but an, an, in an administrative role. Uh, then with the advent of online booking agencies like Expedia and Priceline, it didn't seem like agents were needed since it was so easy to book yourself. But I had been following you and because I knew you and I trusted you, it really started to feel like something that I could do too. Um, At the time when I reached out to you, I was a stay-at-home mom and had just had our son. I had worked previously as an office manager and accountant. My degree is in accounting. I left that job when we moved to Ohio um, and we felt it was better for me to be at home since we were having a second child, um, but I still really wanted to be able to contribute financially. Um, but I needed to find something that allowed me to have the, fl- the flexibility to work with my family schedule. There's lots of jobs that you can do. There's lots of work from home jobs, but I needed something that I would truly enjoy, something that I was so passionate about that I could that it could be my outlet because as much as I love my kids, I still need something that is my own. When I contacted you, it was to start planning our family trip to Walt Disney World. And so I also noticed as I was looking at your spreadsheet that maybe our trip might have motivated you to book something for your family. Do you want to expand on that? Yes, we did. I took advantage of the Universal's Black Friday 40% off deal, which is so good. Like I don't even know if you can get a deal that good with Universal any other time of the year. I booked it up. My husband was like, yes, let's do it. And keep in mind, our kids are five and one, <laughs> but I think they have a lot to offer for kids their age. And my daughter's tall enough to go on a lot of the rides. They offer the rider swap or parent swap for most of the rides as well. So I'm just really looking forward to it. Um, we're going to go in February. My husband's birthday is in February and going right along with the theme for today, winter travel. Yes. Winter is when I want to go to Florida. I'm with you. So let's jump into our, our winter travel. We're going to do this actually a little bit backwards. Let's talk about, so for me, like you mentioned, in February, I want to get out. We both live in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. You're in Ohio. I'm in Illinois. And I cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) It was freezing. We took the dog for a walk and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm already over it. And by February, it's gray. It's cold. Holidays are over. It's not exciting anymore. So for Mm -mm. me, in February... I want to go somewhere warm. So like you mentioned, I think February is a great time to go to Universal or Disney. 
or somewhere in Florida where it's lovely. I think that's great that you guys took advantage of the Black Friday deal to do that. What are some other options that you can think of that would help us to escape the cold, especially from here in the Midwest when we're over it in January and February? Yeah, I am such a fair weather traveler. I do not like to be too hot or too cold. When it's cold here, I'm ready to get south where things are perfectly warm. You don't want to be south in the summer where you're going to sweat your face off. (laughs) Yeah, but going there January, February, it's perfect, perfect time to go. Other than like Disney, Florida, I would say like Arizona, going to Las Vegas or Sedona, Arizona or Hawaii would be wonderful. I am just dreaming of the day that we can go to Hawaii for Christmas and celebrate the holidays uh, Hawaiian style. Malakalikimaka. That's my mantra right now. So yeah, I really, I think that winter is my favorite time. I, I actually am the same way. And I tend to go to places that aren't necessarily winter travel ideas. Like, So we're kind of doing a spin on this both ways. We're going to talk about ways to escape the cold, and then we'll talk about some more cozy winter ideas. Right. But some other ideas for escaping the cold. All-inclusives are always super popular. Cancun is really popular right now. Cabo. And Mexico doesn't require COVID testing. So that's a great option if you don't want to have to go through COVID tests. Most of the resorts in Cancun are at 35% capacity. And there are so many great options, and any of our Mm -hmm. agents can help you narrow that down and pick a great one for you. And it's not hurricane season. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. In the fall, yes. In the fall, we have run in, especially this year, 2020 guys, we had tons of hurricanes that impacted Cancun area. So definitely a better choice for that winter travel, the January, February time period. Even in the March, Cancun is a great choice. I think cruising is also a great option for wintertime. My family's actually looking at cruise the week between Christmas and New Year's for next year. Oh, and yeah, love it. I think that would be the perfect time to go. Yeah, we were actually on a cruise right before COVID hit. I was with two other agents and their husbands. It was actually kind of a 16th anniversary slash work trip, but I was so glad that we did that right before COVID hit because one, I needed to get out of here before, you know, (laughs) all of that happened. But also, I mean, cruising is just one of my favorites and I can't wait for that to return. Hopefully with a vaccine, we'll see cruises open up again and Mm -hmm. that'll be a great way to escape the cold for sure. Let's switch our focus here a little bit and talk about some more of the cozy winter ideas. So some people, probably really not us from what I'm (laughs) understanding here, actually like to be cold and like to do things that are kind of that cozy wintry feel right more of a skiing type of thing Well, I do enjoy a good ski lodge (laughs) (laughs) yeah the cozy hot chocolate part of it yes in front of the giant fireplace yes (laughs) yes so that we kind of did that over Thanksgiving we actually rented a house because we're still trying to be socially distant and careful in our travels and making some different choices than we would in quote-unquote normal times. But we actually rented a house in Estes Park. It was three bedrooms, two and a half baths, full kitchen. So we were able to make our own meals. It was very easy to not run into other people, which was kind of what we were going for. And we ran it had into some elk, though. <laughs> we did. We did. You follow my Instagram. <laughs> I do. Uh, we saw elk actually at the grocery store in Estes Park. So that was quite the highlight. But we also went hiking. There were deer everywhere. 
We luckily didn't run into a bear because I don't know what I would have done. But (laughs) it was actually perfect because we were able to light a fire. We were able to cook from home. We had hot chocolate every day. We watched Christmas movies. Like it was a great way to kind of start the season Mm. of the holidays. And so it did have that kind of cozy feel that I think winter is all about. But what are some other options that you can think of that would be a good cozy winter idea? Well, I don't know if this is cozy, but skiing, yes. I mean, it's an activity that I think is wonderful. I mean, I know I said I hate the cold, but I do actually enjoy skiing. I will get out and ski. Um, I think it is a wonderful activity to do for a family or even a large group to rent a big cabin, um, you know, get those ski passes and get out there and have a good time. Uh, I went twice when I was a teenager with the, um, the CYO, the Catholic Youth, Youth or- Organization. Um, with from my church group and we had such a great time part of it probably was like getting away from our parents and having that independence but even if I had been there with with my family I think it would have been really so much fun and Josh and I have gone uh, skiing too and I'm I'm really excited for our kids being old enough to go and there are ski resorts all over the place in places you wouldn't even think like New Mexico Um, That's where I've gone skiing a couple times uh, near Santa Fe and Red River. Um, Josh and I went in Virginia. Uh, Illinois has ski resorts. Indiana does. Um, You know, obviously, I'm from Southern Illinois, too. So um, our family is from that area. And lots of people do go skiing um, over in Indiana. And it's just like a a fun wintry thing to do. So yeah, I highly uh, encourage people to try to get out this winter and do something like that. And definitely uh, give me a call first because I will find that cozy (laughs) ski lodge that you can sit by and enjoy your hot cocoa and your family time. I love that. And I think there are so many great options that have kind of that winter feel. There's a lot out east as well with a lot of different options. So no matter where you're located, we can find something that's nearby or something far away if that's more what you're going for. And we can go either way. We can go with the cozy winter feel or we can go with the escape the cold feel for your Mm -hmm. winter travels, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever you're really wanting. So that kind of sums up our at the core for this episode. Our last part for this episode is our crushed it segment where we're going to talk about a travel favorite of the week. So personally, I think a must-have for all travel is a portable charger. Selena, what kind of portable charger Absolutely. do you guys have? Absolutely. So, you know, we have a few different ones, actually. We have some that are the anchor chargers, but the ones that I would recommend is going to be dependent on the type of travel that you're doing. So, like, when we were in Florida a couple weeks ago, I just carried around, like, a hip pack or fanny pack with me. So I took a very small, lightweight one, that already had the cord, charger cord attached to it. And so whenever my phone needed to charge, I just plugged it in, carried it in my hip pack, and it was good to go. I should note that that particular one, as small as it was, only carried enough charge to um, charge my phone's battery one time, which was perfect because I just recharged it every night when we got back to the back to the room. 
When I travel with my husband, though, we have a larger one that has several ports in it. So you can charge multiple phones at once. It will charge your phone, you know, multiple times. And we usually carry, you know, a a large backpack or something with us. So we are able to carry a larger, heavier, portable charger. So I think you should consider the type of travel that you're doing when you choose the charger that's right for you. No, I absolutely agree. We have one of the bigger, heavier anchor ones as well that we use. Usually if we're going to be on a flight, it's good to, it can charge the kids' iPads. It carries a lot of charge. I think it can charge 10 devices all the way to full. And so that's a great one, but it's definitely not one that I want to carry around a theme park or, Mm -hmm. you know, with me in my day pack. As you know, I bought a fanny pack too when we were Mm -hmm. traveling and it was perfect for Universal, but there will be a comment in the show notes with, the little charger that I like. We'll put a comment with a link to one of the bigger anchor chargers that you can use for more extended travel too. But the small one that I like is actually a TG90. It's on Amazon. It's really inexpensive. It has the built-in cord. It's really easy to use. I've started really enjoying listening to audiobooks while I'm on flights. I actually play Candy Crush and listen to an audiobook (laughs) at the same time. So I've got to keep my phone charged while I'm doing that. And this one's perfect because it's small, it's easy, and it's just attached to my phone because it's small enough. And it holds quite a bit of charge too. So I think that those are great options and definitely a travel must-have for anyone who is traveling anywhere is to have at least some kind of portable charger. What would you do if your phone was dead? (laughs) (laughs) You have to be able to charge your phone, especially when you're far from home. Yes. No, I completely agree. Even if you're driving or no matter what you're doing, I mean, our phones have become, you know, our right hand basically. So we've got to have them and for pictures too, but we've got to have (laughs) them. So definitely a must have. So anyway, thanks for joining us today as we discuss different ideas for winter travel, thinking about cozy winter ideas and some ways to escape the cold this winter. You can find all of our Pineapple Escapes agents on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com. And our site includes a link to all of our Travel Tidbits episodes, plus information about all of our agents and links for all of our social media. We would love for you to join our community and follow us along there and on our different social media accounts. We would love to hear more from all of you. I hope you'll join us next week as we jive into episode six. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.